I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, one of the things I really like doing after I've edited out all the unfunny things that I say from every week's episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster is to have a lovely bagel while I listen back to an episode. I don't know if you can hear what's happening in the background. Uh, That is my Jewelit Toaster. It's a classic toaster. I've got it on bagel mode and it's just uh, have a quick check. Oh yeah, I'm going to be munching on a bagel while I listen back to today's episode. I hope you love today's episode because it is brought to us by our friends at Jewelit. Handmade in the UK. They make more than two thousand classic toasters every week at their factory in West Sussex and one of those could be heading your way. That's right, we've got a competition. Here's what we're giving away this series on My Mate Bought a Toaster. You could be winning this brilliant package. A four-slot classic toaster, a sandwich cage, two of them since you ask, a classic kettle, a taster pack of compostable coffee bags, and a travel mug. Yes, please, Tom, I want those. Well, here's what you've got to do. Head over to jewelit.com slash toasterpod. Jewelit.com slash toasterpod. Get over there, get stuck in, and you could be winning a fabulous set of Jewelit kit. That's Jewelit.com slash ToasterPod. Thank you, Jewelit, who have brought you today's episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster. Shall we crack on? Oh, it's ready. Oh, look at that. Crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside, just like me. Look, yes, it has been a while, but we're back. Welcome. It's My Mate Bought a Toaster, Series 7. Today's guest, Tom Davis. It's quite the ep, you know. I love the idea of just talking out to someone and going, oh, God, I can't wait. I'm just trying to grow my neck hair out. <laughs> <laughs> the anonymity of Amazon. Yeah. The man with the sore ass. Yeah, yeah, With yeah. a place for you. Come on, give us a kick in. So when I was a kid, the thing I wanted to do most in life, my big ambition was to be a vinman. I used to wear a greenish hairband when I played football. So I'm six foot seven. You, you get people going, God, let's see what I bet he can lift some. And then I've got like, <laughs> a couple of like, five kg dumbbells. And I'm like, yeah, this is very good, this podcast. You actually, in, in, yeah. In a weird way, get into conversation I never thought I'd chat about. Hello, welcome back to another episode of My Mate Bought a Toaster. This is the show that dives into an online purchase history in order to tell a fascinating life story. My guest today is the brilliant scaffolder. He's also become a fantastic comedian and writer and superstar, but mainly wonderful scaffolder. Uh, it's Tom Davis. Hello, Tom Davis. I think people would argue with the wonderful scaffolder. I was a terrible scaffolder. How long were you a scaffolder for? 15, 20 years, a long time. Yeah. On and off, I, I sort of slipped in and out of yeah, scaffolding, hod carrying. I was a when was a chef for a little bit. Were you? Yeah, I uh, I sort of tried my hand at most things and failed at most things. But that is that you are basically going to banter university, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, it's, I think it's really good. I never had a set career. I left school very early with no qualifications, so I never had a set career plan, so to speak. So what I did for you know 
nearly 20 odd, yeah, about 20 years, was just went and failed at a lot of stuff and became, so when I came into this game and came into comedy, I'd almost become bulletproof. Yes. Sort of rejection and sort of like invariably when, you know, you go for auditions or you stand up and it doesn't work, I'd sort of become, I was so used to failure. Yeah. It's just, just like, oh, cool, that's almost, that was that became my superpower. It's the power of the shrug. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that is, that's, that is the cape. Yeah. It's right, yeah. just to go, Bleh. Yeah, it's water off a duck's back, and you're like, yeah. okay, you know what? I'll get up again and go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a, it's the one thing that I think is it's the lesson in life that when I talk to when you go back and chat to young people, and you, you know, it's the one thing is like, don't be disheartened when things don't go to plan. Yeah, always just think that yeah, it's everything has to be treated as a learning curve. You know, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. has to be okay. What 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 have I lost from this? But what can I take from it? And also, all the people who you know do really well and succeed, they're all miserable. Yeah. It's, it's all of us, you know, slowly climbing up. No, it is. We're it the is. happy ones. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the only way to be happy yeah, is looking yeah. up. When looking you get up, to yeah. the top, you're like, what, what's after Everest? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still in the foothills, man. Come down to the foothills, guys. Yeah, it's lovely down here. Base camp's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're a bit higher than me. I'm sort of looking at your ass at the moment, if I'm honest, Tom. Career, <laughs> it's a horrible view for anyone. <laughs> it's a terrible view. Um, we are looking back into your past on Amazon, right? Yeah. So the first time we see a, a glimmer, a flicker of life. Yeah for your Amazon account is 2014. Yes. So where are we on the timeline there? 2014, I think, oh God, this is terrible, but I think I I was just in the infancy of the relationship with my wife. Okay. So we were, I think as far as I'm, she might kill me if she hears this, but yeah, I think that's where we were first together. So I think 2014, we're probably moving in together for the first time actually. We can see that. Yeah. I've got the evidence that you're not lying. Yeah. yeah, Because you've bought, and this is the most romantic thing in the world, you've bought a 40 litre metal effect bin. (laughs) Like, I think we still have that bin. They last, apart yeah. from the lids go. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a smell. There's a. If if you, <laughs> I should probably go back and uh, buy another one. Actually, I'm probably sort of due another one. But yeah, because there's always a sort of you can't cook fish and then keep it in the bin for any more than two or three hours because that the, no. the lids open and uh, yeah, it's. it's but, and I actually just think it's. A broken bin's a good thing to have because it's a good reminder it needs empty in. This is really weird, but our bin, our, we've got, uh, I don't want to get too smug too early on. Yeah. But actually, we've got it here already, Brabantia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Lovely That's, bit of kit. You know you've arrived when you've got Brabantia. Yeah, 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 that was a moment. That was a moment. Some people see it as a metal bucket in the corner of the room. <laughs> that is a status symbol. I think it's when someone walks into your kitchen for the first time, you yeah. go, uh, oh, there's, <laughs> the seat, there's the bin. Have a little look at that. See? <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a loser's Ferrari, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Uh, take it all in. There's a bin. Selfies um, with you in it. That's just me and my bin. I don't know why I've got that picture on there. It's your screensaver. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm Fair, what's that, 40 litre? Yeah, 40 <laughs> litre. You've got 30. <laughs> um, but the lid went, and it meant that every now and again, the bin would just open, and it looked, this is so weird, it looked like it was screaming. <laughs> It was like we had a haunted bin and yeah, it was yeah. really old. And every now and again, the Brabantia in the corner of the room would just go. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so spooky. <laughs> but it's almost like it's screaming out to be emptied. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. that's the thing. When they're, when they're closed and they're sealed, yeah. you sometimes forget. But when you're sort of sitting there and you're, you watch your married at first sight or something and you, a waft comes into the room, you yeah. think, oh, no, that needs emptying. <laughs> it's like the bin saying, come on, mate, please give us a chance here. It's like the bin's farted, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, we saw that serious halitosis coming from the bin. Also, very difficult, as I discovered, to throw a bin away because you put a bin out. Yeah. And the bin men go, oh. It's, do you know, um, two things. So when I was a kid, the thing I wanted to do most in life, my big ambition was to be a bin man. I used to sort of sit and watch, sit out of my bedroom, like, and I'd watch, I'm probably a melancholy memory of this, so I'd watch them all laughing and joking, getting the bins. Felt like great banter. So when I was probably about 16, 17, 
my dad managed to get me an interview <laughs> to go and uh, be a bit and I'd, I was so obsessed and so excitable when I went in. Uh, I was sort of coming up with different routes. I was talking about how much I wanted to be a bin man. And was the person and, interviewing you just going? Yeah, no one's ever wanted to be a bin man <laughs> this much. And I didn't get the job. And, <laughs> Why? Uh, years later, I bumped into the geezer and I said, oh, you know, and I was working on sites then. I was like, oh, yeah, I, was, I remember coming for an interview. And he said, uh, you know what? You'd have done everyone's head in. You were so <laughs> eager. You were so pumped about it. And uh, so I was sort of slightly, oh, wow, I should have just put, been, played it a bit more cool. It was like I was sort of threw everything in my, you know, it's like going on a really bad first date yeah. and just turning up and going, I really like you. I really want to marry you. <laughs> Too keen. Um, and, uh, and then, you, like, I sort of told someone this story and then someone arranged so I could do, like, a day, like, only about just before COVID. So I went and did a day on the, on the dust. Best day of your life. Is that what they call it? Day on the dust? If you go back enough through my Instagram, you'll see a picture of me with the, the bin man. I had an amazing day. Yeah, it was great. That is brilliant. Yeah, it was really fun. They're really, they're, the bin men on our street, we love them. I they're, know, they're, they're great. great. He lets the kids go up on the, when my kids were small, he let them go up on the dash and stuff. Oh, and mate, it's, it's, and... I still know I watch it. I mean, you know, they cut, yeah. And I think they're always got, what I love is in life, if you can get that little grift and you can get that little, so, you know, like, I remember the sort of guy next door saying, oh, you've got to be careful. Don't have your bin lid open at all because they won't take it, like, you know, on your big bin. Mm. And uh, I went out and I, I, I chat to them in the morning because, you know, I want to be liked. And uh, <laughs> Stop I doing a gig, of, I, I've moved. I've moved further away from where I'm from, so I end up now having to sort of try and make friends with bin men so I might be able to get a pint with them. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he turned around and uh, I got with him and he was like, you know, have you got any extra bags? anything like just throw them on the side and you'll be all right and now you know you think like that's such a small thing but I oh, feel that's like, massive. yeah 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 oh yeah oh. there's nothing you don't feel you feel like literally i sort of like you feel a bit like wolf of wall street when you bowl down <laughs> with it with your big fucking recycling bin and then a couple of bags by it and you're like giving your neighbor a wink and they'll be yeah, all right yeah. we'll be fine yeah, you the, take them. the bin men black market yeah you can get rid of stuff it's true and you're like something's broken in the house yeah. like, how are we going to get rid of that it's all right i don't worry dave, dave will take it <laughs> 24 pack of stella for christmas <laughs> That's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tipping the bin men. And then also, oh my God, my wife, we tipped the, the postman, our brilliant postman, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. She gave him a little uh, Christmas card with 20 quid in it, right? Yeah. And she didn't know what to say, and it was during the postal strikes. Right. She, Dear Daniel, she just had a panic attack. She just wrote, up the workers. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's the best? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who writes that to Why? Why have you done that? That's a lovely thing. I bet a man like a lot to him, I bet he's sort of still got that. And every time he feels aggrieved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a weird thing to give it. It's a bit like a busman's holiday getting a card, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's she should have said it to him. Yeah. 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 I'll just give him a text. It's an awful thing, isn't it? Yeah. I can I have enough of these over Christmas as well. Envelopes. Yeah. Oh, come on, please. I've got to carry yeah. this home it's with me. She's sighing as he's opening them. <laughs> Actually, I suppose it might be quite nice because it's sort of like that almost like a sort of alluring, sort of like sed seduction thing. He's got all these letters he can never quite open. Well, maybe Daniel's, bonkers. you know, like you were with the bin, man. Yeah, 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 That's his thing. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe we've talked about bins for 10 minutes. Welcome to my mate bought a toaster. This is what we do. Oh, oh, oh my days are so embarrassing. I don't remember buying all these silly little strange things. I swear on my life, I was forced by my wife with an ABBA pen knife that I bought on ABBA. Wait, wait a minute. We're going into 2015 now, mate. So you've moved in with your partner. Yep. Pre-kids here. Yeah. Uh, ultra sport with vinyl. Two dumbbells and like a step thing here. Yes, I so, think that was actually for my wife that, that okay was maybe a, what, when was it what was the date a bit of a passag present to buy her yeah well, be honest. <laughs> no 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 but she'd have asked for it what is oh, the, okay. what is well the, she was what, asking for that she had for that uh <laughs> yeah, this is august 2015 i oh, know it wouldn't have been for her birthday so no no that would have probably been 
I don't know that you had a probably been wheel going on holiday and I was trying to, was that, like, oh, right, okay, now I need to get in shape. I've lived, yeah. yeah. We're going to hold in a week. I'm going to, it says, I'll just jump over this. I'll do a couple of weeks of weights. I'll have a six pack by the end of it. I'm, I'm very excited about our holidays this summer, right? For similarly, sherry vanity reasons. I've had my back, right? I've got the hairiest back in well, the world, yeah, yeah. right? I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, I lost my hair and it yeah. fell off my head and went onto my back. Yeah, yeah, and you were arson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I never got into that on the show. Yeah. But I've had it lasered. Have you? Had it all like something. <laughs> I'm halfway through the so I This is interesting. I've never spoke to anyone about this, but I'm like two or three treatments in and it's sort of grown back less. On the back? Yeah. Parallel lives, man. Yeah. How is yours? You, you're, 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 um, you're fairer. Yeah, but oh, yeah, but no, 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 not no on but, my back. No, that no, no. Some Sicilian blood coming through on oh, my back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it looked like a dog's bed. <laughs> it was. People would gasp, and I'd be on holiday in the Mediterranean, and wow. people would gasp. Did you not shave it before that? No, no, I'd sort of make it into a little moustache. <laughs> no, and I just, and my wife's... Just so, here to party, shaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday vibes. Why didn't do that? Yeah. No, you know what? There's a world where, like, you could arguably just say, why don't we make it more socially sort of, like, acceptable to have, you know, and then just, everyone's getting tattoos, just sort of shave stuff into your body hair. <laughs> and that could become quite sexy. I'd love the idea that, actually... Regan's David Beckham starts like going, you know what, I'm growing my back hair. Yeah. I love the look of that. Next thing you know, he's just sort of going about Beckham seven and shaved into his back hair. It is it it was incredible. Sort of, my thing. back hair was so That'd revolting. be my dream of seeing Bradley, Bradley Cooper with just a fucking <laughs> massive, like, like a doormat on his back. <laughs> like, Do you know what Bradley Cooper's done with his back hair? Yeah. It's very good. It would, and barbers would be on board with it, right? Yeah. Hairdressers would love this. Yeah, yeah. All plaited nicely. <laughs> Yeah, so, Centre part and through the middle. You could grow, yeah. You could grow your hair long, sort of tie it. Like, you've got those strands <laughs> at the back of it. Tie it to the back hair at the bottom, like a harp. I don't know. I love the idea of just talking out to someone and going, "Oh God, I can't. Wait. I'm just trying to grow my neck hair out." So <laughs> just got one long like hair, sort of like. I love what you've done with your shoulder hair. Yeah. It's really... <laughs> so basically, they. I mu- think it's a bit much. Right? <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, you haven't said anything about my new shoulder do. <laughs> I've had a shoulder day. You've it, would, it would make it more socially acceptable for men to start wearing like the crop top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you got that for? I've got just I've spent months growing out my shoulder hair. I think you know. That's so good. I think it's empowering when you see like you know women grow out their armpit hair and yeah. people do that. And I think we should we should take a leaf out of like you know sister's book and, and go. Right, yeah. you know what? I'm going to grow this out. Shoulder perms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shoulder perms. So I've got the basket. So we're we're six in now. <laughs> six sessions in. Six. Mm. And it's it's uh, it's it's grown back. There's a few flecks grown back, so I've got to go again because they yeah. they sell it to you in bulks. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, she mows the lawn with a laser on your back. Yeah, no, that is and, painful and, as well. Uh, do you know what I find the most painful thing? So they do they do the um, moles. Uh, no, do they do the uh, so the laser hits it right, and then do they put the aloe vera on it? No, I don't get aloe vera. Oh, you're going to yeah. Uh, to be fair, it's also my bin man who's doing it. <laughs> He's double. Dave's like, all right, mate. I got, yeah. I got one day. Just go. I couldn't help but see you in the garden the other summer. I can get rid of that. <laughs> get rid of anything, mate. You know, someone threw a laser pen out the other year. Since 2003, Juliet has made approximately 1.5 million toasters, and every week at the West Sussex factory, over 2,000 classic toasters shall be. Now here's a very special competition for you all With a classic toaster, sandwich cages, a kettle and some more A travel mug, compostable coffee bags all guaranteed 
choose the colors you like. Subject to availability. Go to julit.com slash toaster. Julit.com slash toaster. Julit.com slash toaster. What else have we got in 2015? 100% Egyptian cotton bedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's a very important thing, the bed. I was upsold a bed, um, and it was a, it was probably the best sales pitch I've ever had. So when we moved in together, we, we you know, one of the, obviously you need a bed. We, when we first brought our first sort of flat, mm. we were like, right, we are furnishing it, and we went out and um, we got a bed. And the guy was like, we were th- we had this budget in mind, yeah. and then the salesman was like, how much would you spend if you went on a holiday? And uh, you're like, well, we spend this thousands, uh, yeah. And yeah. he was like, but yet you're only going to spend this amount on a bed. Yet you sleep in a bed every night. Oh, that's a so great pitch. Why and and the amount of like you know relaxation, the amount of like reducing <laughs> how important sleep is. People don't pay any attention to sleep. This is a game changer. Is it? Yeah, I mean and, he's he's upsold me. Yeah, yeah, no. And so we ended up spending our holiday going on a really crappy holiday. <laughs> <that year. laughs> that's why we found um, ten B. But, uh, <laughs> But then we, but now we've got a, we've got an incredible bed that we use every night. Are you happy to share with the class how much you spent on a mattress? Yeah. So as is, uh, it's this made down. I think on the southwest coast they've got. I think we spent five grand on it. Oh my god! What Gosh. year was that? Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, I think we paid for it on a, on a finance type deal. Lovely. I didn't have five grand knocking around at that time, so we paid it. Five I was going to say, so so telly money has that come along yet in twenty fifteen? Are you starting to? No, really no. Feel I, kind of, I, I think you know what. Um, I, 2015 was a real sort of turnaround that sort of time in my life because I because you were sleeping well. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the sleep came and so my career started taking off. Yes. No, um, I'd sort of come to a real. I'd met my missus and I was sort of for the first time, probably taking my career really more more seriously as a, a as a career. How do you I, mean? What were you so when I came into? Or? No, when I first came into this industry, I'd worked for a long time in jobs that I never, as I said earlier, that I never. You know, it sounds mental, but your heart was in... Like, I've been labouring, I've been doing the same thing for so long and there was not much reward out of it. And I'd gone to watch uh, a gig at Bethnal Green, um, uh, the Backyard Club, and I'd seen Mickey Flanagan there. And I was like, wow, that, you know, and it sort of it sort of stuck with me because I'd, I'd loved, always loved comedy, but I'd never thought of giving it a try or, or never getting involved or, or, you know, how would you get about it or whatever. Mm. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And with no real idea of where it would go and how it would work out, I, I just started booking a few gigs. I did like one of those sort of courses and then I slowly booked gigs and I was getting more and more into it. And then before really like, as a, in the infancy of my relationship with my wife, it was sort of like, I'd had a few little TV things, but I was still still kind of sort of thinking, how long will this last? Mm. What, you know, how long will, is this just something that's just, you know, it felt sort of, I still felt felt massively like an insider. I wasn't any part of any sort of, you know, you have these comedy cliques, you have sort of people who quite quickly made friends. I didn't know the people I'd necessarily sort of surrounded myself that I sort of, that my mates were still builders and scaffolders. So, and then I, I had a few sort of problems with sort of agents, money, and I sort of was just in a place, I think that I was just like, I don't kind of know how this is financially going to work. I've done... Mm. I say I've done a few things, but it's like it's such a strange thing where for most of your existence you've earned money. I'd get paid in a pub on a Friday, or I could be get you know, every Friday I got me money, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that was how I'd live my life. Yeah. And all of a sudden Dangerous you'd go, place to get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you got paid because someone hadn't spent it before you got there. Yeah. Um and all of a sudden you're sort of in a position where you're like going for auditions or going for 
you know, gigging and, you know, doing open spots and hoping that that leads to something. Yeah. So I think this 2015 was probably at the time when I started really sort of pushing myself more. I started to sort of take a bit more. I think I I was with a new agent. I'd sort okay. of, I was being a bit more culpable. And also all of a sudden, like, I think I started growing up a bit of like, you know what, I'd, I'd always been like, you know, a lad's lad, pubs and all of a sudden I sort of had met sort of who turned out to be, you know, he's the love of my life. And I sort of was a bit like, you know what, actually this is, this is more than just this, this feels like, you know, we're buying a flat to moving in together. And it felt like actually, you know, this is, this is a grown up relationship. When's successful? When does that happen? That's a good plot point on the, oh, show, on the show. Can I Google it? Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, just, this is where Tom Davis has to Google himself oh, this is to terrible. discover what's happened in his life. Uh, because that is obviously the big change, really. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so bad with dates. And Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um, Get stuck in. So, yeah, no, no, 2015. So 2015, the holy trinity. Yeah. You got, well, not even trinity, you got four things. You got the new relationship, yeah. the new agent, the new TV show, so, and the new mattress. Murder and Successful, <laughs> just being a big thing. Yeah, so Murder and Successful was, yeah, that was, so it was interesting for when you take you back there. Mm. So Murder and Successful, I won't be, but we were, me and James at the time, we'd left our agent. We'd sort of, it was a really weird time. It was a th a lot of people were, my older agent people have been, don't take this show. It was so weird. And I, you know, or don't, this show seems so don't be, let this be the thing. So we were kind of like, me and James were like, we feel this is different enough. It was really hard to convey what the show would be. Mm. And because it was very different, yeah, to was, get a celebrity to come in and play an improvised yeah, game, yeah, it was like it was mad. So we had this weird thing of being, and also no offense, but you weren't a known quantity. No, 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 I was completely unknown, and it was. But I was skint as well at that time. Mm. So although, like, madly taking me back there, so to be up buying a five grand mattress on finance, <laughs> um, I think probably <laughs> my wife. I think I think it was in my wife's name. It must have been because she did a full time job. But yeah. <laughs> well, I was bumping the training for like for filming and stuff, because I just didn't, I had no, like, the, you know, I can't, genuinely, like, the, how much Murder and Successful had to work for me was, for not, like, it had, It was the only time I was ever going to be a lead. Yeah. It was like, the, the show I put everything into, we, yeah. we'd, as a group, me, Andy, James and Avril, all of us were like, this has to work for us. Because it's like, you know, and I remember that first series, trying to pitch it to people, trying to be like, this is what we think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and celebrities, the ones that like Greg James, Deborah, Dermot, Jamie, the people, Kimberly, the people who came into that first series were so fucking incredible, like that they took the risk to do that with someone who, who wasn't known. It was more than just a TV show. It was like, this this show is either going to be, it's going to be a thing that that propels my career mm. or it will it will just tell me that actually make good of where I'm at mm. and back to scaffolding. Yeah. 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 It was, no, but it's it was incredible. There was a time in that, you know, weirdly we laid in bed, me and my missus and we had no money and I was still going then. I was still having to go up until successful, really pinged. I was still going and doing bits of work on building sites. I was still going to sell t-shirts. I wasn't like, it wasn't, I think people think as soon as you got your own TV show that you're going to have fortunes in a bank. It yeah, was, yeah, you yeah. know, it was, it was, it was a punt by BBC Three, and I'll be forever indebted for, for for the fact that they took that chance. But we didn't have a big budget. You know, the right. reason that it looks the way it does when you go back and see it, it's all filmed in dark, the dark, is because we didn't have money for sets. So That's it had amazing. To, so we had to shoot. There's it no around. wall there. Make it no. black. Yeah, no, no. It was that was it. So oh if you go back God. and watch that first series, there was no money, 
and it's all filmed in the shadows, and it yes. gave it this noir-esque sort of feeling. That's genius. But that's why, yeah, it was Joe's the front. Cause no money. Yeah, yeah. And what I'm going to do, right, I'm going to read you four items in 2018. Right. So here's four things. Let's see where you are. Right. And they were all bought on the same day. Okay. Oh, wow. Big, big. Right? <laughs> you've, okay. got, you've got, oh, awkward, have to interrupt the podcast here to bring you an ad break. Soz. You'll find out what those four things are in just a tick. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It's My Mate Bought a Toaster. We'll be back with Tom Davis in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at False Economy. It is a fabulous podcast. If you like podcasts, let me tell you, there are other podcasts available. Obviously, this is the priority, but there are other really, really good ones out there. And False Economy is one of them. Very, very happy to tell you about this. Um, it is hosted by the fabulous Vix Layton. She's Welsh. I mean, that's the main reason that I love her, but also she's very funny indeed. Uh, and Paul Watson as well. And the idea is uh, they get those guests on and talk about their shopping quirks. Yeah, it might sound similar to this, but you know what? It's very good. Uh, it's their best ever bargains. It's their worst ever ripoffs. They've had all sorts of fabulous guests on. Um, there are loads and loads of episodes available. People like, let's have a look, shall we? Uh, you've got Andrew O'Neill has done it. Uh, you've got Joe Caulfield. She's fabulous. Flo and Joan have done it. Oh, oh one second. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, hello. Tom Price. Yeah, that guy's funny. Um, I did it in February this year and uh, talked about copper pots, uh, broadband issues. Yeah, you can tell it's me. Uh, And the issue with having oversized feet. It's just one of the things I did while I was on the show. Uh, Anyway, it's called False Economy. It's very good. Go and have a listen to it, but obviously only after, you know, you've, you've listened to this podcast. Back to Tom Davis. When they're looking through your shopping history and they don't understand it. You've got a heart rate monitor. (laughs) You've got some earplugs. Yeah. You've got some biodegradable poo bags. Yeah. (laughs) And you've got a freestanding punch bag. Yeah. In the shape of a man. Yes. Yeah, what a a day that was. What Um, was going on on that day? uh, So I think my snoring was an all-time high. So is the punch rag for your wife to no. go up? <laughs> that was the earplugs. Um, <laughs> and so I think probably there was a discussion about me trying to lose weight because my story, snoring was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember that was the time when we were, uh, <coughs> yeah, it was sort of, do you snore? You were snoring? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We both snore though. 
Yeah, no, no, I'm the so, only snorer. So earbuds, uh, or as we call it, ear, whatever, yeah. have become an absolute game changer in our relationship. It's meant that we can be, it, that bed we can both use. And it all comes back to the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, what I love about earbuds is that they've slapped on 35 decibels. Yeah, yeah, which so, I think we had to go higher. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like the idea that one night you're snoring and you're, you're the half's like, 32. Yeah. So I can probably get these ones. Yeah. Um, Still got the Bob. What's it called, a Bob? I don't know what it's called, Bob. It's, it's called the Punch Bob. Oh, there you Century Bob XL. Yeah, that I, I was looking, you know, when you watch, you're looking at saying that you're like, that'll make my life infinitely better if I get that thing. I'd seen it in a film and I'd watched some Instagram videos or whatever of, of people punching it. And so I, it was a real big moment for me getting that. I was really like, yeah. But then it was one of those things that arrived and you got to fill it for the bottom of it full of sand. Did you have water. any sand with you? No, you so then to... I had to go down to home base and get the sand, and it actually turned into a bit of a drag. And so now... when it arrives, it must look like a sort of sex toy. It's just a sort of bit of skin, limp skin. No, 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 but... no. It's a it's a big, heavy. But it's empty. It's hollow. No, no, the, no. The, the 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 bottom's hollow. The top oh, I is see. yeah. The top. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. the bottom. Yeah, if you don't yeah. feel the bottom, it just falls over. <laughs> it's not going to yeah, weeble. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to feel like a superhero, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That bottom. Now, now you one punch. Feel, you feel like a weak. And now I've sometimes there's nothing worse than walking in. Like to the sort of our garage, which has sort of become a sort of man cave stroke gym, yeah. and seeing I've now got like another sort of couple of other things that I punched for boxing or tie my tie, and Bob doesn't really get used. So sometimes, sort of every now and again, you'll be sort of at your desk and you'll look over and see his sad eyes. He will like, punch me, please. Yeah, come on, give us a kick in. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's quite a sort of he's got this really quiet on the sort chin. of. Although it's expressionless, it almost feels, you feel there's a bit of empathy towards Bob. It scares the shit out of my missus, by the way. We have a, like, a sort of glass door that you walk past, and at night, if you could our fridge freezer, we've got a, yeah, this is how ritzy I am. We've got an outdoor fridge freezer and an indoor fridge freezer. Oh, we keep started with a bin, yeah, it ends with um, an outdoor well, fridge freezer. Living the dream. And, uh, but she'll go out and get something, and even now, you'll just sit here and she'll go, <laughs> I'm just going to go and get some milk from the outdoor fridge, and she'll go out and you go, ah, like that, and it's just been this Bob in the corner. It's a fucking thing. Just, it's good though Bob is you know yeah. he's guarding the fridge yeah. freezer sometimes I'm right up against the window <laughs> just looking out like he's moving around the place around 2018 and getting the Bob I was like I just need something that's gonna that's gonna be more than just standing here and doing weights or kettlebell mm. um, it feels like I need to sort of and, and to be fair that the, the Bob at the time you know I've moved on to sort of more complex things now but he's mm. still he's still very dear in my heart you know <laughs> he's got a scarf on in the winter I love Bob. That's yeah, beautiful. He's, he's cold guy. in the garage. He's cold in there. <laughs> Conversation that we have now about mental health, and yeah. I think you know we're doing we're doing something. But is it enough? And I think so much of it's relatable to how how much you could actually physically you can do. So much of the time, I was brought up in a generation as were you, where going to the pub and standing around with you could be standing with five mates and and you could be talking for a whole night, but no one actually says anything. No one's like. Yeah. When you when you break it down, you think the convers conversations that we were, you'd have in a pub are so surface. Yeah, they were never like you know. It was like, oh, do you think West Ham are going to win the league, or do you think Liverpool are going? But whatever, it was never. It was never a feeling of like, or oh, do you think Tyson Fury would beat AJ, or do you think Muhammad Ali would beat Mike Tyson? It was also yeah. like, yeah, these are great things to sort of pass the time with, but no one ever really went. Oh, how are you? How yeah. are you really? How's things going? And yeah. and that we're starting to have those conversations Absolutely. more. And I think it's actually sort of. Like phys physically being able to go out and do something, I'm fortunate because I, if I'm honest with you, I was always scared of going to the gym. I always found the gym quite a sort of like a place where I sort of necessarily I'd go along and I I join gyms probably three times a year, walk around twice, and then just keep paying for them and just walk around never doing anything. I'm a lone wolf. Yeah, I exercise in a little room in my house because the faces I pull. Yeah, 
<laughs> I can't have people seeing those faces. What a sweat. And I'm also, kid- I'm not kidding. I- yeah. Yeah, these yeah. things I do, and yeah. I just oh, I, I'm so self conscious, and yeah. so you know that's our no, no, but you, that's you our business. I'm we six are... foot seven. There's no hiding, and also oh. I'm six foot seven. You, you get people going, God, let's see what I bet you can lift some, and then I've got like <laughs> a couple of like five kg dumbbells. And I'm, you know. We like to listen to toast, and we're not the kind who would boast, and even in spite of the host, we still like to. Um, Etsy Empire, proven tactics for your Etsy empire. Is that you? That's my wife. What's she doing now? What's going on now? It's my wife. uh, (coughs) This is very good, this podcast. You actually, in in a weird way, get into a conversation I never thought I'd chat about. But um, so when we go back to 2013, 14, when we were first together, I was struggling quite a lot to sort of make ends meet. So I was almost working like scaffolding centers, just stand up, filming here and there. My wife was had like a, a job job, like a she was a sort of PA. And then uh she then in the evening and weekends walked dogs to earn a section of money. So we oh. you know, for paying the rent. So I would you know, when I talk about her, I, it's a very emo you know, she I wouldn't be doing what I feasibly at all without my wife. And then it was quite sort of once things started working and, and start you know, the ball started rolling, murder successful, series three had been a success. We were moving on to other things. It dawned on me that she was never really that happy in what she did for a living. We were on holiday and I sort of was like, what What do you want to do? And yeah. she was like, I want to, um, I sort of want to like be a seamstress. I've always wanted to sort of make, you know, make clothing. So she went and studied at King's College and uh, did a course there. And then she quite quickly found sort of a gap in the market for making veils, making bows, um, like a sort of, is a bodice, like a type thing for, for, for wedding dresses. Yeah, very well. Yeah, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Bodices, Basque sort of thing. I think yeah. called, whatever. Basques, so, yeah, yeah. so she started making these things, and then um, she set up an Etsy shop. It's a wonderful right. moment though for you as a couple to be able to say you've backed me, and I can back you. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a really special thing to do, and and you know, and, and she's really, you know, I, 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 all the credit I give her is for, for for the support she gave me. But yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's seamstress as well. Were you like? What or were you like? Yeah, that I've this is I've seen this coming. No, no, no. I, I knew that she she's very creative, but yeah. I mean it meant that. So the garage thing's quite fun. Like now, but I used to have an office in the house, mm. and now that office has become a sewing room. Which is was that a day when you just walked in and went, ah, oh, right? Oh, okay, I, no, I, I don't live inside the house anymore. <laughs> uh, was I say it's a sewing room at the moment? It's just full of prams and old cots, and yeah, yeah, it's a sort oh, yeah. of storage room. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's still yeah. So yeah, that's the and she her, yeah she she read that book and. And again, another great thing about Amazon, right? That's it. You you can grab these sliding doors moments and you yeah. can jump on and see what happens. And a lot of these things end up in the bin and never used. And yeah. some of these things change your life. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Genuinely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, listen, okay, let's crash on through. We're nearly at present day now, Tom Davis, and the story of you has unfolded beautifully uh, <laughs> as we get towards uh, 2021 now. Um, and you can see it, high protein stuff. We've got some men's cycling shorts. Yeah, they're they are. Always, so- oh my God, they're always funny because they've got that incredible bit of yeah. just that little bit of ass cheek there yeah 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 so you know whilst in the you know it was uh i had one of those assault bike things you know the ones you do the arms and legs at the same time they're amazing yeah incredible but i was getting like the fucking sorest ass ever um <laughs> and uh so i was like uh, one day i got off it and i went to sort of sit down on, on the couch i was like fucking i was like my arse had become rock. It was just sort of so tense. They're yeah. not built for comfort. They're not a peloton, those well, things. Well, arses aren't built for comfort. No, or... no, no. no, no. 
<laughs> I've only ever sat on my own. But um, yeah. I was like, no, this is like, so I, I was like, right, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy a pair, invest in some cycling shorts. Um, and again, you would never have done, you would never have walked into a cycling no, shop. No, 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 no. You said Amazon purchased that, isn't it? All the, day long. The anonymity of Amazon. Yeah. The man with the sore ass. Yeah, yeah. With a place for you. Yeah. They don't use that I, as I a strap line. I don't want to waddle in like uh, John Wayne and just say, <laughs> the bloke, oh, I know what you're after, cycling shorts. Um, and you just go around the corner and also, and there's, there's like all, eight of you there. There's nothing more as a big man going into somewhere. Yeah. And going, have you got a pair of cycling shorts in like a triple XL? I think going, <laughs> no, we only go up to XL. So it's sort of like, uh, I don't want them to be that tight. And I, um, I, I remember the day that they arrived and sort of not really, I hadn't told Catherine that I'd bought some cycling shorts. And I was like, and I came downstairs and I had like a t-shirt on and <sighs> them. I was like, I'm just going to go on the bike. And she was like, what the fuck are they? What are you wearing? And I was like, no, yeah, because my bum's been sore, and she was like, "No, we'll sell the bike before you're walking around, parading around the place." And that. <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not in a gym. I'm just in there on my own." She was like, "I've seen this." There's a great moment in Modern Family yes. where Cam's wearing the cycling shorts. Yes, and it's oh, yes, like, they, they don't they what like two percent of the population could look okay in them. Like when you got a stomach coming out, like oh man, they just. You, no, I'm in a situation, no. an overshirt, a nice t-shirt. I, I can hold, you know, I can hide some of my wares. Yeah, yeah. It's there's you, nothing worse than looking at a very average sized penis, like sort a, of in clean yeah, film. Yeah, it's, it's shrink. Yeah. They shrink wrap something that was yeah. already shrunken. Yeah. That's that's the problem. And they are. It's like. Stuffing. And I'll say this as well. Don't really work the, the padded bum. Oh, that's a sad end. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't really. In both I'd, senses. Yeah. That's a sad end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, there's, there's so no... I think they're I think they're actually over Bob's shoulder at the moment. <laughs> they have been for about two, forever, two years. I worn them like three times. It's just a really yeah. Poor Bob. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. become the saddest story of this episode: the yeah. indignity of Bob. Yeah, Bob's yeah, decline. Yeah, yeah. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, <laughs> You're just a clothes horse. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Skanky old shorts. It's like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> oh, I remember when he used to punch a laugh out of me. <laughs> stinking uh, cycling shorts wrapped around my face. I would suggest that Bob and the cycling shorts just bitch about you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should have seen what he did to me. Yeah, he did it three times, though. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love this. This has been brilliant. We are now in 2023, so this yeah. is the final hit of uh, right. what you've been up to on Amazon. And again, it tells a beautiful story because there's two things going on here Yeah. that, for me, uh, certainly in my life, have conflicted heavily. Now, I've got two kids. Yep. They're a bit older now. Yeah. Um, so luckily, my great passion in life, the thing that I would literally leave everything for, including yeah. my wife and kids, is golf. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm obsessed. Oh. And I know. Who knew? Uh, posh white middle-aged man likes golf. What a shocker. <laughs> well, it's, a very weird, it's a weird thing that people have this thing that it's a posh or middle-class sport. It's, it's so very, changing, thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very working class. It was, But my uncles and everyone, yeah. it would be the thing that, yeah, that would get people for a week. It's yeah. like... You, like the urgency of working on a site on a Friday so people could get away at like one o'clock, two o'clock. And I, I've only got into golf really late in my life. Okay. But people would be like, you know, we need to get away by ones because I've got a tea time at one thirty, And I used to be like, oh, fuck, you know, you could play it too. And you really realise the urgency. The now you're in it? Now you, you... Oh, mate, now it's it's yeah. an obsession of mine. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I find, and this is a mad thing, and when I say it's, I find golf massively cathartic. I find it very relaxing. Yeah, I find it really. I, I play with people who get so uptight. Look, when I first started, I used to sort of really struggle, but then you realise 
you're never going to be that good at it. Yeah. I, 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 play I, I, off, I refuse to realise that, but yeah, go on. You well, play. no, this is, so this is my, why I look at golf, right, is that I was, like, when, during lockdown, we, so I didn't start playing until lockdown when that was coming around. Mm. We did a show, me, Harry and Jamie did a show with, um, where we, we interviewed sports people and we had loads of different people and one of the people we got on was Rory McIlroy. Mm. And Rory came on with John Terry and Niall Horan. And, and Niall Horan is the, the yeah. kingmaker of and golf. And they're all just talking, Harry, Jamie, obsessed with it. They're all just chatting golf. But when we were doing the Rory McIlroy episode, we were chatting off camera with Rory and I was saying, oh yeah, maybe I'll take it out. And he's sort of sorted out for me to go to Titleist, get some clubs. I literally had a seven iron used to go and hit it. And I just found it like, I went for a stage of going, oh, why can't I get good at this? And then I'd play a lot and realise actually the less importance you put on Having a child, I'm guessing that's the other thing. But well, this is what I'm seeing conflicting: is that you've got Tommy Tippy closer to nature, yeah, baby bottles, yeah, and a Miles Z professional precision golf, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sort of uh, so, telescope thing. Yeah. So when I was going out, and especially before Grace was born, I'd go out, and I think I got really greedy. I was going out three, four times a week, mm. you know, playing golf um, because I was just sort of like using it a bit as a coping mechanism. So I'd go out, I'd play, and I just sort of used to sort of almost take that for granted, but also I'd just let it get. Like, I'd get really annoyed if things weren't... I'd play, but I wouldn't practice, whatever. Mm. Now, with Grace, it's like I'll probably go out, if I'm lucky, once a week. I'll yeah. go out. That's I'll, I'll practice. pretty good. How old's Grace? Year and a half? Uh, yeah. So yes, I'll that's go, good. I'll play and like, I'll hit some balls in the garden. I've got one of those nets. Mm. Or I'll just practice. I thought everyone was thinking massive garden. Uh, no, 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 massive, no, 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 no. Or I'll just hit... I'll just practice the swing, the follow through. Anyhow, yeah, yeah. When, I, when, when Grace was born, I was like, wow, I'll go out once a week. This is my time. Yeah. This is a time I get to hang with my mates, even go around on my own, whatever. And then having known a few pro golfers and seen how hard they work, the arrogance of thinking I should go out, practicing maybe once, maybe going to the driving range at most twice a month. And yeah, and then, be any week, good. and then yeah. thinking that I'm going to go out and I'm going to par or birdie every hole. Well, imagine if a golfer did uh, one gig a month and yeah. didn't know why they weren't And then went and put the O2. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? I yeah, thought, oh, yeah. cool, I don't know why I haven't sold it out. In my head, it was just like, so my my level of expectation is so low now. Yeah. So And also what you notice, and I'm, I don't know how well you play or how long you played, is that if you start really well and then you know at the eighth hole to the 12th or the 13th, it's mm -hmm. going to turn to absolute crap. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to somehow find a way it gets better again. That's yeah. just life. Yes, if you contextualise it into so gigs, into sort of, how you live your life. Yeah. It's that thing of going, it's not always just going to run perfectly. Yeah. It doesn't for anyone. No. Like life, golf, whatever you look at, you, if you look at it like that and go, you know, you're going to have a couple of times where you, you, you hit four over, but then you might hit one yeah, under yeah. and that's going to feel the best. And if you can look at your life like golf in that sense and go, not every day is going to be a 10. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to be lucky if it's a four or five. People are going to pass. Oh, Life is going thinking, to be ups and downs. People think, oh, here we go. They've got into golf chat at the end. Oh, yeah. boring. No, 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 guys. Au contraire. We've got into <laughs> golf chat and we have found the metaphor no, but, for uh, the whole thing, the whole shebang. Yeah. It's exactly That's why people love golf because yeah. it's really hard. Yeah. You've got to keep going. You've got to accept and, what and you get. All these things. It makes you, like, I look at stand up and I look at fatherhood and whatever. You only get back from golf what you put in. You yeah. only get it. You, you're not going to be amazingly good. The longer you stick at something, the better you're going to be. Yeah. And if you can use that in everything you do, and you lose, use that as a husband, a friend, a dad, whatever, yeah. if you can think, you know what, I got that wrong today. I didn't quite get it right. I didn't nail that. As, I didn't. That just wasn't, I, I, I required myself to be better. And yeah. the only way that's going to happen is if I practice. 
if yeah. I put in a little bit more, yeah. if I try a little bit harder. Yeah. And 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 don't sweat it when it doesn't go a hundred percent because you get another go the next day. Yeah. And that's how you should look at life, I think. That's it. It's absolutely perfect. I mean, there he is. This is how good Tom Davis is. He's basically scripted an ending to the episode. <laughs> I don't have to pay you for the script at the end, all right? There's no, no, no there's no, no fee no. for that bit, is it? You get that for free, oh, That's very kind of you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. I mean, we could have talked about, you know, Tommy Tippy closer to nature baby stuff, but you know, kids are kids. Golf is much more important. Um Tom, By the way, shout out Tommy Tippy, because it is an incredible range of stuff. Yeah, it's lovely Life stuff. Change. But the only thing I'd say about that, and this is I'm gonna ruin my ending now. <laughs> I did we didn't realise that you had to change the the teats at the top. So for ages, Grace was drinking out of the, the one level and you'd sit there with her and she's really trying oh, to suck and get anything yeah. out of it nothing's coming out yeah and then you realize actually they go up and the holes get bigger the holes get yeah, bigger yeah, and bigger yeah. until it's a pint so basically yeah, yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah. No, but that's yeah i mean like, yeah that's like life sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the holes get bigger guys it's like but for a man it's the opposite of life because actually the hole gets smaller and it comes out slower and slower but that's that's too medical. We don't want to end on a medical note. Um, Tom Davis, uh, you're up to loads at the moment. You've got your tour this autumn. Yeah. So um, check that out. You're yes. going to be all over the country. Uh, basically, follow you on socials, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. I've left Twitter now. Yeah, I've left Twitter. Yeah. Best decision I've made. I feel so much better. Yeah. It was like a toxic... It felt like I was going into a pub that I didn't want to be in. Yeah. And I thought, actually, you know what? Why do I drink in here still? And no one's paying me cash no. on a Friday night here. No, 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 so no. no. And everyone else around me seems to be fighting. It feels like a really aggressive pub. You've gone into the Queen Vic and Elon Musk is behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happened with Twitter. Yeah. You're crying out and Ross Kemp's just become a shade of his former <laughs> self, just shouting England from a rooftop <laughs> on his own. Yeah. It needs, it needs something else. Um, so uh, make sure you check out the brilliant Tom Davis on, I'd imagine, the Instagram. Uh, Underdog, that's your autumn tour, just in case you didn't know. Uh, the Curse Series 2, that is on all four now. You can check that out. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Tom, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank my you so much. That's it, the brilliant Tom Davis. We've got Ed Byrne next week revealing all sorts. So you, what you're saying is one of the worst things about fame, Ed, is that you can't have an anonymous poo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I must have heard that about a hundred times now and it still makes me laugh every time. Uh, right, that is next week's episode. Thank you again to Tom Davis. If you want to watch the episode back, head over to youtube.com slash at my mate bought a toaster. At my mate bought a toaster, that is where we are on YouTube. We are Toaster Pod on Instagram, on TikTok, um, on Twitter, on Facebook, we are my mate bought a toaster. There's videos now of all this stuff up there. So why not go and have a look? Have a subscribe. Enjoy yourself. Fill your boots. Don't forget we've got our fabulous competition as well. Duelit.com slash ToasterPod. Go over there right this second. Enter that competition and you could be winning a four-slice delicious Duelit toaster and lots of other great things. And finally, final bit of admin, um, the Patreon is up and running and you can get all of Ed Burns' episode right now at patreon.com slash ToasterPod where you'll also find a load of outtakes from today's Tom Davis episode. Lots and lots of stuff uh, that we couldn't quite fit in today's episode, which is still very very funny indeed that's it episode ends i love you see you next week Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.